Hey guys, Tom Ulrich and Sean Quigley here from the podcast What's Going On Here? You can find us on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and TuneIn. And to get in touch with us, uh, just go to our Facebook page and leave a message or email us at what's going on here podcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, guys. And welcome, ladies and gentlemen, back to another episode of What's Going On Here. My name is Tomo Lovric, or T-Love. <clears throat> and with me, as always, I have the man of stature, the man of heroism, the man of education, the man of skill, and the man of talent, also known as the Lord Marshal, Sean Quigley, the Quig. Mm. How are you, sir? Uh, I'm pretty, pretty good. This pretty is, good. it's been, I've been kind of lacking because we did the on, on location recordings and I haven't done a very big, nice intro for no, you, which true. was kind of bad on my part, I guess. It does, uh, it makes me, that's given me just enough pep in my step uh-huh. to keep living for the next 24 minutes. 20, <laughs> while, yes. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> yep. Okay. So, folks, um, not going to go through the whole... Well, I'll go through the whole spiel with that. What we do is, in case you don't know about the show, we usually watch a TV show that few people have seen or heard of, and we watch the middle 20 minutes. If it's a foreign language TV show, we turn off subtitles, and then we try to figure out what's going on here. Mm. And at the same time, we review beers and local eateries. However, we're in the middle of uh, an episode arc, if you will, where we have decided to do a special, and we're doing the 2018 What's Going On Here tournament, which I think is going to be an annual event I will make, yeah. where we make brackets out of the NCAA Final Four. And this year, because we are so nerdy and we often devolve into nerd things, we are doing superhero movies. And this is our fourth episode mm. of Breaking Down the Brackets. And today we are breaking down the Wakanda brackets. We already have, we broke down the Manhattan, the Metropolis, and the Gotham brackets. Uh, so before I start listening to those movies, I'm also going to say what we're going to review. We're reviewing Juicy Platters, which is a Middle Eastern uh, slash Mediterranean eatery. Mm-hmm. as two locations. We went to the location at 370 West Pleasant View Avenue in Hackensack, and we had delicious beef chicken platter. <clears throat> And what we are drinking, the important part of the show, is Hennepin Farmhouse Saison Ale by the Amagang Brewery from Cooperstown, New York. Yes. We were big fans of the Alley, what was it, the Abbey Double Ale yes. we had. Yes, very nice. So we do, we're going back to Amagang and trying it again. Amagang. Amagang, Amagang. All right, so you ready to uh, yes. tap these bad boys open? Indeed. Ooh. Ooh. There you go, sir. Lovely. Thank That's you very much. Yours. And this is 7.7% ABV with an IBU count of 24. There's a picture of a man in a barrel at the bottom of a little waterfall. That's supposed to be Niagara, Ah, I'm guessing. Because that's where everybody went in a barrel and went over the falls to try and survive it. Did he manage to keep his hat? He did manage to keep his hat. That's because he's from Cooperstown, New York, yo. That's badass. That up near Niagara, then, is it, I guess? I, you know what? I don't know of the exact look. You know what? Let's... I'll tell you in a second. I don't think it is. I can't... I'm, well, it's obviously closer than here. We're in the New York City metro area. But, um... 
Let's see. Looking that up real quick. Cooperstown, New York. Looking that up on the map. Come on, map. Kick in. Okay, Cooperstown. Ah, it looks like, oh yeah, it's at the bottom of Otsego Lake. And that is, okay, so that is kind of like eastern, northeastern New York. My guess is that is probably a two, three hour drive to Niagara Falls. Oh, okay. And we have from here is probably like a six hour drive to Niagara Falls, something like that. Yes. So it's sort of halfway up there. Which you said six hour drive <clears> here <throat> is like... You know, I guess what's that to like? Some people probably drive that to their local Whole Foods. In England, that will take you to like Scotland. Uh, I was, was going to say Russia. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not quite that small, but <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it's all perspective, right? I mean, my wife used to live in Texas, and a four-hour drive is really like not a six-hour drive is nothing in Texas. Yeah. But, you know, my buddy's from Rhode Island, and he was like, if you drove, drove 45 minutes, people like pack sandwiches and drinks because you're going clear across the state in yeah. 45 minutes in Rhode Island. Well, where I'm from in England, you can get, you can get to Ashford and Kent in half an hour. Mm -hmm. Ashford is where the Eurostar goes. And in an hour, you can be in Paris if you take like a fast train. But yeah, because, well, all the rails are nice and quick, yes. Yeah. Or the Eurostar, you get your, yeah. Yeah, your car in there and then you can drive and... You'd probably make it to Spain. No, it's not too far once you're in France. I mean, yeah, I guess. a few hours to Spain from France. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, cheers, my friend. Uh, let's, uh, yep. let's try the hennepin size on now. Indeed. Shall we? Yes. Hmm. <clears throat> I'm not quite sure. What to make of it? Let's see what it says. Pour slowly as so as to not disturb the yeast sediment. Didn't they say the same thing with the um, Abbey Double L? I believe so, yes. But with enough vigor to create a luxurious head and release the rich bouquet. It's nice. It's it's it doesn't taste like a seven point seven beer. Oh no, it doesn't. I didn't realize it was that. Well, it doesn't taste like that. Mm -mm. This is. It's a nice ale. Nothing to go nuts over, but a nice, enjoyable ale, I mm. think. But we'll see. As it goes along, it might end up tasting a lot better because the 7.7 .7 might start <laughs> working a little better. That's true. That's true. So, all right. So, let's get back to our tournament, shall we? Aha. Uh -huh. So, <clears throat> uh, in the Manhattan tournament, we have the following that went on to the second round. We have now Avengers versus X-Men 2, Superman, the 1978 one, versus Spider-Man 3, which with Tobey Maguire, Captain America, the Winter Soldier versus Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire, and Doctor Strange versus Blade. In the Metropolis division, we have Avengers Age of Ultron versus Ant-Man. Then we have The Amazing Spider-Man, that's with Andrew Garfield versus Watchmen. Um, X-Men Days of Future Past versus Deadpool and Logan versus Captain America Civil War. That's a that's a tough second round there. Yeah. And then for Gotham in the second round we have 
The Dark Knight versus Batman Begins, ironically enough. Uh, Iron Man versus Spider-Man Homecoming. Batman, the 1989 Jack Nicholson one, versus Guardians of the Galaxy 2. And Captain America, the first Avenger versus Wonder Woman. So those are our second round uh, uh, movies that have gone on. And for Wakanda now, this is the first round. So we have... Well, we might as well just start at the top. We have oh. Black Panther versus Ghost Rider 2. Now, I will do full disclosure here and say I never seen Ghost Rider 2, and I dare say I wouldn't have to to make this decision. No, it's also the lowest uh, box office of anything in that bracket. Yes. Yes, because that's the way... That's the way we, we arranged uh, uh, the standings, by how much money they earned. And there wasn't any inflation adjustment. It was just a list that said the highest grossing superhero movies. And I don't think you need any adjustment <clears throat> for Ghost Rider 2. I, no, no, no. But I'm thinking in terms of Superman 1978 and Batman 1989, etc. But So that, that's how it was laid out. So we have Black Panther versus Ghost Rider 2. Do we really need to uh, say anything? Besides Black Panther goes we on? We don't. I'm, I'm try- I saw something the other day on the yeah. internet. On the interwebs? I can't remember if Ghost Rider was a part of it or not. Did you see Netflix are, are launching a new a new group, I guess, uh, like a la Defenders. Uh-huh. Marvel are. Um, right. That's going to have Punisher, Blade. Ah. Uh... Ghost Rider? Might be Ghost Rider. Yeah. And then a couple others. I forgot what they called it. Oh, Moon Knight. No. Moon Knight, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, They're yeah. doing that next. That's that, the next that's, thing. That would be, yes. That's... Oh, they had a name also. I can't remember what it was. But that would be fun. Like yeah. I said, in terms of... I think that's going to be the hardest cast to do. Because I think you're going to need really a top-notch actor to do Moon Knight. And I think... Well, we already have, uh, uh, what's his face, John Bernthal for Punisher. Yeah. And he was great in the series already. Uh, so I think Moon Knight is going to be good. I'd be tempted to bring Wesley Snipes back. I mean, I don't think they will. For Blade? I'd like Totally. To. I, I don't see why. I mean, it's not like he looks like he's aged much, and I'm sure he's kept in shape. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to see him, or in some capacity at least. Yeah. Well. All right. So we're going with Black Panther with that one, yeah? Yes. All right. So Black Panther, that was an easy choice. Now, our second uh, bracket is Thor, the the Dark World versus Thor. And oddly enough, the Dark World made more money than Thor. Uh, Oh, okay. Well, that actually doesn't surprise me because it's post-Avengers. Yes. Whereas Thor, when it first came out, people really weren't sure what it was what yes it was gonna... but I mean I, I again I think this is an easy one this is Thor wins yes because it was an origin story it was just really really well done um, my only complaint about all the Thor movies is not enough Anthony Hopkins I think they really could have but, but then you know it becomes an Odin story as opposed to which if they were smart while he's still of age to do it I would try to do like an like a uh, uh, like an Odin origin kind of movie, uh-huh. like how he came into power, like you know, because it could be very Shakespearean, and yeah. I think it would do very well if they did that. They could, 
Yeah. I think he had a good rub in the last door in Ragnarok. He had a good little bit to do. Yeah, yeah, the little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that was really good. He had some fun. Because, I mean, Thor of the Dark World, it was... They've done that with a few movies now. Where they were so concerned about the setup for the Avengers Infinity that they kind of let the story lapse a bit, I guess. Would they use whole films to progress a great story on as opposed to just make the film as good a film as it could be. There right. are some of those sequels that literally the only purpose they serve is to just exactly. introduce a new element. Yeah, well, and, and that's what, yeah, that's what The Dark World is. And, I mean, Ragnarok, quite frankly, is, a, I just watched it the other day again, is totally a setup movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the story is so great and that, that you forget the fact that it's a setup movie. And there are all these little things and they even have a little setup where they can make it like a... Uh, 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 Planet Hulk, like from oh, the yeah. comic book series, because Fenris bites into the Hulk's leg, and he, and you know they showed a tooth like penetrate his leg, and it starts bleeding green blood everywhere. And you're like, okay, this is like total because that's the whole thing in Planet Hulk. His blood rejuvenated the planet uh-huh. for whatever reason. But I mean, but there are all these other things that they set up obviously for Avengers: Infinity. So it it was totally a setup movie, but the story was kept. It was a good story. It was a fun story. It was a funny yeah. story. So, but yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Uh, the Dark World. What's it? Iron Man two. You know, and even three for that matter. It was a little bit. You know, it's like the story's eh, uh-huh. but they're set up movies. It's like I I think Ragnarok really did a bang up job, and so does, for that matter, Civil War. Civil War actually was just. So well done that not only was it a good setup movie for the other movies, that it was a great setup movie for like Marvel Agents of Shield and gave them a whole like season or two to, well, to work off of that. It's really that's almost one of those films that you, in a few years people look back on and they won't remember that it was a Captain America film. You just, I think people will remember it as an Avengers film. Oh, I didn't mean seems... Civil Civil War. I meant the Winter Soldier. I'm sorry, not Civil War. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 Sorry, yeah. Um, but I, it's funny to think that, that Civil War was a Captain America film because I think yeah. that's, especially after Age of Ultron being a bit disappointing uh, Age, of, Age of Ultron wasn't a bit disappointing it was yeah. very disappointing I mean that's why I, I'm sure that that's, I know they all deny it but I'm sure that that's why Whedon left mm. because they they insisted on just doing all this like setup stuff as opposed to yeah. letting the story run its course it's like listen every time one of these movies comes out some website breaks down all the quote-unquote easter eggs that are in it because the easter eggs are basically part of the setup it's like oh if you go back and you see this yeah, in this yeah. movie it's going to pop up in the next movie etc etc someone's but, listening though because like, i remember we said that came out and said that disney were too tight and they weren't they weren't given enough freedom and they were you know they're hard to work for and and all that and one of the reasons he left but then they must have learned their lesson because taika watiti who did thor ragnarok yes I remember him saying in the interview with him and he was like they let me do whatever I wanted like I wrote that I directed it I was in it I basically did exactly my own thing yeah, yeah, and yeah. it completely shows if you see any of his other stuff like Thor Ragnarok is completely Tucker Watiti's like film style yeah, that yeah, he's yeah, just yeah, making yeah. you know so. I, it was a great film it, it, you know it's a Thor a Thor movie it's an adventure and it's hilarious it's, it, it's pretty much a full blown comedy is that character he plays, the Takotiti plays the uh, the stone guy? Is the that stone. even a character in the comic books, or was he made up just for the film? I th- I think he 
I think he might be actually a comic book character. Oh, okay. He's just like another version of the thing, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, it, it was done so well. Mm. It was just done so well. It's... All right, camera, what are you doing? They can have a lot of fun with him. If I was them, I would uh, cross over his character and stick him with the Guardians of the Galaxy. I'd have him as like a... Um, oh! I think that'd be a lot of fun. He might very well be from the Guardian of the Gal- Guardians of the yeah. Galaxy. Because, uh, oh, what's his face? Uh, Yanto. Yeah, yeah. Yanto was originally a Guardians of the Galaxy member. Uh-huh. And you know how in the second one he has the little mohawk? Uh-huh. That's how he was like originally drawn uh, in, in, in the comic book series was with that little mohawk. Oh, okay. So, all right. So Thor goes on, yes? Yes, it does. All right. Next one. Man of Steel versus Hulk. <sighs> Hulk is the Eric Banner one, the Ang Lee one. Did you see that one? I did see that. And that was highly disappointing. It was indeed. Because they got Nick Nolte and I don't know what the hell that storyline was. It was weirdly similar to Man of Steel in many ways as far as it was like oddly dark, very kind of boring. Yes. Slow. And yes. Like very like introspective, a lot of like yes. character stuff. Yes. Which I'll say this for Man of Steel. I liked... Kevin Costner's character and the whole interaction in it. Yes, I, did I thought as well. it was. I thought that part of the story was very well done. The whole like him growing up and his dad just being like, "Look, you yes. really should keep this under wraps because the consequences will be too great." He was good. I didn't like the uh, Krypton stuff. I didn't like Russell Crowe and that whole story. I thought was bad. And no, I love Michael Shannon. Yes, but he was a bit misjudged with the Zod. It was a little like, you know, it's it's right. And I don't know whether that was a, a story decision, a director's decision, his decision. Um, it. He was trying to. It seemed to me like he was trying to garner sympathy for his character. As yeah. in, look, our planet is destroyed. We need to come back. And But why would he focus on this one guy that lives on a planet? Like, that's what I... You know, it's like, who's this guy? It's like, oh, he's the son of Jor-El. Yeah, so? <laughs> yeah. I, so what? You know, it's... Just, would this guy, like, who's a general of our... Would he really care about this guy on this quote-unquote backwater planet? It, it it sort of didn't make sense, and why he would like, yeah. I mean, they would have been better off doing it the way the old Zod was done, where he's just a power hungry maniac, and he's yes. got a couple of hench people with him, and he's just gonna fuck shit up. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, I mean that. It's funny that, and we've talked about this before, like the whole thing about having a one dimensional villain. Uh huh. In that situation, a one dimensional villain would have worked better. Mm-hmm. And. You know, and then of course there's Jesse Eisenberg, and it's just like, bleh, and the movie just goes to shit after that. You know, that reminded me. I wonder. If oh no, know. that I'm sorry. Jesse Eisenberg wasn't in Man of Steel. I'm I'm thinking Batman versus Superman. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. Sorry, I can yeah. see where you get confused. Yeah. Um, I wonder if I can find it online. I had this really funny clip from you reminded me of Superman two. Okay. Um, because Superman, all those films they were filmed in uh, London. They were filmed in Pinewood. Pinewood, like, yeah, yeah. That time were. And pretty much all the actors, a lot of the actors, especially the extras and small characters, are all English. They're right. British actors. Right. But they were supposed to, like, there's a scene where when the Zod lands and they're supposed to be in, like, the, the Wild West or whatever. They're, like, down in the, you know, down in Texas or something. Right, they're right, supposed right. to be. And there's, like, some kid that's, like, an extra. 
And I'm trying to see if I can find the <laughs> clip online. And what is he like? Try to do partner talk, but he sounds like he's from East London. Or something? Oh yeah, it's really really funny. <laughs> um, I wonder if there's a oh, Superman to uh-huh. extra English accent. <laughs> I heard it on another show, and it was really funny. Okay. Um. The little boy with a speaking clear English accent. English boy. Uh, Superman 2's Willy? Is that? Is that supposed to be Willy? Maybe it's supposed to be Willy. Is his name Willy? Whose name? This 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 kid. Oh, the kid? Maybe, I think maybe they've even given him a name. Uh, Superman 2? I don't remember even the kid in Superman 2. Yeah, he's just an extra, but it's... it's um, it's it's absolutely uh, it's absolutely ridiculous. Superman 2's Willy, uh-huh. despite his alleged Idaho uh. <laughs> background base, the uh-huh. true of me very briefly would meet a boy named Willy. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I wonder if there's. Oh, no, not for this show. Willy Superman two. I don't want to to show. Anyway, it's very funny. Okay. It's, yeah, this kid, he's like just cockney. (laughs) To the max. Yep, yep, yep. He's just like, hey, you, what are you doing here? (laughs) Uh, And he literally just says something like that. Is this guy Richie put him in there? What the hell's happening? (laughs) Yeah, it's absolutely, you know, you hear like a sort of, don't go near him, boy. And so I was like, who, like, who are you, child? Like, Hey, what are you doing over there? Like, oh, it's oh really when they weird. first land on a planet. Yeah, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. It's really weird. Okay, so Man of Steel versus Hulk. I think that's easy. Yeah, even yeah, though, yeah. Even though Man of Steel had flaws, I sort of I enjoyed it. There was a lot of elements to it that I, looking. I remember at the time being very disappointed with it because I had such high hopes for the yes. new universe that was being done. There. Yes, the DC um, universe, yes. And it was produced by Chris Nolan, who was originally going to direct it, and he didn't, but it was produced by him. Right. And I had such high hopes, and it was disappointing. But looking back on all the other dr- dog shit films that DC have made since, it stands it's, up it's, as oh, being not bad. Oh, <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah. Amy in, Adams, in like, she's good. And she's all right. Yeah, she's good. Henry Cavill's like, pretty good. He's a very castable Superman. I feel he's bad a, for the poor guy. Uh, yes. I, it, Yes, because I saw, which was the prelude of his to getting the Superman role, uh, was uh, it was the Greek uh, 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 period piece um, where he was like Theseus or something like that, okay, or some uh, some Greek character, yeah, and he's like Zeus is his father, and it's um, John Hurt plays Zeus, oh, and uh, something with an I. Invincible, immortals. Immortal. It might have been immortals. Something. Um, yeah. Now, now it's going to bother me, so I have to look it up. Uh, I definitely didn't see that. Whatever it is. But he was he was really good, and I I enjoyed him in that, and I thought he was really good. And I remember when they were talking about uh, Man of Steel uh, um, coming out, and my friends was telling me like. Oh no, he's like Henry Cable, like he was like ripped and, and shredded for that. Immortals, it was called, yes. Um, 
and he was like ripped and shredded that so they were like no in Man of Steel he's even freaking bigger he's even more jacked than telling me yeah, like, yeah. oh okay so I was really looking forward to Man of Steel and like I said I really enjoyed the Kevin Costner it's almost a shame that it happened but story wise I understand where why they went the direction that they did I mean they almost pulled a Spider-Man on him because yes. like his dad ended up being Uncle Ben and just dying for no reason and it was a little silly. Like, I understand the point. Yes. But it was a little bit like, you could definitely save him and get away and, with it. And, and nobody would see him. You could totally get away fast. with it. Exactly. <laughs> like, make a story up. Like, yeah, come yeah. on. And not only that, his dad's like, no, no, no. Don't, it's, it's okay. What? No, dad. No, I got this. It's okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, no, no. Yeah. But, yeah. I, I, I'd definitely take a Man of Steel over the Hulk. Yeah. Which is such a shame because of, uh, 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 what's her face? Jennifer, um... Oh, Jennifer Connelly. Jennifer Connelly. Because yeah. she's lovely. She's lovely. Yes. She's lovely. Yeah. Okay. We so, don't have to worry about her though because now she's the voice of the new Spider-Man suit. So she's doing okay for herself. The new Spider-Man what? Suit. Oh, oh, that's right. Because he has like an iron Spider-Man suit. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. All right. So now we have... And that was a 5 versus a 12. So we have Guardians of Galaxy, a 4 versus Superman 2, a 13. And, uh, I mean, Superman 2 was great, if nothing else, for just, like, the, and I don't know if it was intentional or unintentional comedy. I think what I'm thinking of is unintentional comedy. Because when you, whenever you have somebody of high quality acting experience play a one-dimensional villain, the way uh-huh. Zod is in this, you can't help but just laugh. Yeah. Because of the one-liners like, kneel before me, son of joy. You know, and hands the hand hand out, like, kiss the ring kind of stuff. And it's just hilarious just just to watch, like, oh, yes, new before me. (laughs) So, but Guardians of the Galaxy was such a game changer and was such a just, like, Marvel was like, this is how you make movies. And no one really knew those characters. No, 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 no. no. Even, even like, comic book people. Mm. Unless you're like really like yeah. Big Bang Theory level kind of nerd, you you didn't know yeah. much. And if you knew, you knew the titles because you'd seen them in the comic book stores, yeah. but you weren't totally into it because the whole thing with Marvel was with their space titles. They're always kind of crappy. Yeah, they're always kind of. It's like when the heroes went, when the X Men went into space, when Fantastic Four went into space, they were fun. But the rest of the time, because even Silver Surfer, which was a very popular character, and you read like his adventures in space, and you're like, eh. Okay, yeah. it's 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 almost like people can't relate, which is laughable because yeah, you know, people that can you know throw cars like their handballs around is not very relatable either. But you know, so and I mean, I remember at the time the meme that was going around was when that was when DC was supposed to do Wonder Woman, mm. and then for whatever reason they canceled and they said we don't think the public is ready for a female superhero movie. And so the meme was like, oh, oh, DC, you're, you're not ready for a female superhero movie? We'll make a movie about a talking tree and a raccoon. Here you go. Yeah. And I mean, it totally was because it, it was just so well done. And as much as I love Superman 2 and the whole him giving up his powers for the woman he loves and getting the snot beat out of him and then like finally... And of course, and I love the fact that Superman, who's just this just... Almost like saintly Boy Scout, 
gets his powers back and goes back to the diner to slap the shit out of the guy that beat him up when he found. It's like, oh, Superman is petty. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> now we know what Superman's really like, you know. He can always be the good guy because nobody can really hurt him. That's why he's always the good guy. But the minute somebody slaps him up, he gets really petty. You don't, yeah, you don't want to see him go anywhere near a horse, though. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, I I mean, my vote is the number four, the Guardians of the Galaxy going yes, ahead. Yes, I agree. Yeah? Yes, it definitely, of course, it makes a lot of sense. It's one of the strongest films out of all these. In, yeah. in the Marvel pantheon, yeah, for sure. For sure. Okay, so next we have the six versus the 11. <laughs> it's going to be a hard one because it's like... Craft versus craft. This is X Men <laughs> Last Stand versus X Men First Class. X Men Last Stand is the six. X Men First Class is the eleven. Oh. And we've talked about this, I think, on the last episode. Um, what's his face? Uh, 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 why can't I think of his name? I'm totally blanking on his name. Who played the Beast? Kelsey Grammer. Kelsey Grammer. Yes. Is practically tailor made to be the Beast. Yes. Like an older adult beast. Because he's just... His speech is so refined. Kelsey Grammer walks into the room. And you know he's a freak and does all sorts of crazy shit. But he walks into the room and you're thinking like... Oh, this guy's got like four PhDs. Let's listen to what he has to say. Kind of thing. So I thought he was a perfect casting for the beast. Um, I thought actually the storyline wasn't bad. Like the whole... We found a cure for mutants. The way Rogue wanted to kind of cure her. There was a lot of neat little side parts. They got rid of Cyclops, kind of like, uh, well, oh, you got a movie conflict? All right, we're going to write you out. You're just going to be in like two scenes, you know? Yep. And Gene comes back just completely crazy, like completely bonkers. It was kind of that, that was, that bothered me a little bit that there wasn't even any, she never struggled anywhere with herself. She didn't come back as Phoenix? She sort of did. They didn't allude to it. Yeah. They never alluded to like the big, you know, yeah. galaxy ravaging. Superpower, but mm. like that, the angle in that movie was basically her psychic powers were so, so strong that, like, when Xavier met her as a kid, he put all these blocks on her so she could yep. live a normal life. Yes, because basically she had the power of a god, yeah, and to let her just roam humanity would just be crazy, kind of yep. stuff. X Men First Class, I liked uh, James McAvoy as a new, uh, or I say, I like McAvoy as the new Xavier. I thought he did well, particularly in that first class. I like Fastbender as as Magneto. I didn't like Jennifer Lawrence as as Mystique, honestly. And quite frankly, and I understand what they were doing because everybody's going back when they were younger and this and that. But there's no reason why Rebecca Romaine couldn't have been because I actually thought Rebecca Romaine was a great Mystique. Yeah, even though she didn't get a lot of play in the first two movies, like I thought she was a great Mystique and. There's no reason why she couldn't have been Mystique. Yeah. Because they could have done the whole, like, you know, oh, now she's a Vietnamese general. Oh, now she's, you know, uh, uh, whoever. It was a little confusing, yeah, why they did that. Because, and then, because then later on in the other movies that they did, they kept Jennifer they Lawrence. They kept her as Mystique, yeah. even when you had, like, Days of Future Pat in the Halle future. Berry Storm, and like, even in the old one, you still had her. Yeah. It was a bit weird. I was like, mm. Yes, it was. And, and so, I mean, there were a lot of good elements. The and theme, I didn't like that story. I didn't like that weird 
backstory of her and McAvoy having, you know, like growing up together and all yeah, that, that was weird stuff. Yeah, no, that was weird. Yeah, like, huh? that was like, yeah, yeah, that was... I mean, in the comic books, they rewrite all the time. And mm. in the comic books, she's like Wolverine because she can, you know, the whole thing is because she's a chameleon and she can change. Yeah. Every time she changes, she regenerates her cells. Yeah, yeah, and so they're like, technically, she's a, she's almost immortal. Yeah. She just has to turn into somebody and her cells rejuvenate, kind of. And so they retconned her in the comic books that she was basically Wolverine's contemporary, like back in the Wild West kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the, the, that angle that they grew up together and they had this odd, almost Oedipal, you know, incestuous kind of thing going on where he looked after her, but at the same time, he disapproved if she, like, boinked somebody up. And not only that, so they grew up together. Why would she uh, um, defer to him the way he... He was almost treating her like a student. Yes. It's like, but if you grew up together, she'd be like, you know what, dude, you're getting too... It's like, no. She would not have been that meek and meager around. She would have told you to fuck off a long time ago. Yeah. So you're right. That that was just a bizarre twist. Uh, yeah, and it was a weird... And there's a weird age gap between them as well that they even did that. Yeah. Because it's like, McAvoy's like in his 40s. Is he that old? Did we we talk about this last time? Probably. I'm so bad with ages. (laughs) James McAvoy. How old is he? I think he's like 42. No. Is he? I don't know. I would think he's in his 30s. Oh, no. We were talking about Chris uh, 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 Evans. And you were thinking he's in his 40s, but he's 36. Oh, okay. He's 38. 38. Yeah. 38. Okay. So when this movie came out, he was in his early 30s, at least, if not late 20s. When did, uh, when did first class come out? Like five years ago? Then, no, more than that. Yeah. Oh, no. So, uh, yeah, 2011. So he, yeah. was, he was 31 years old when that came out. 2011. So, and then Jennifer Lawrence was like 21. Yeah. yeah. Which, yeah, it was almost like... They transferred their real ages into the movie, but if they grew up together, wouldn't they be like a year or two apart? What? I, it's just weird. Yeah, I don't know. There were there were a lot of old things about that film. Um, uh, yeah, I'm trying to think what else was going. I on. liked I liked the discovery. In the, I actually I thought Kevin Bacon was wonderful in that movie. He was good. Yeah, he I was. thought he was really good. I, I thought his German pronunciation was just like so on point. Um, and just that whole angle that he did, I thought he played it very, very well. Is Peter Dinklage in it as well, the first one? I think he was. In first class? Who? Peter Dinklage. Was he in the first, in first class? I don't remember. He, if he was, it might have been like a quick thing, show yeah. him in the lab kind of thing. I don't think, I don't know if he was or not. He, I mean, he was definitely in Days of Future Past. But I, I don't know if he was in first class. Okay. Um, I, uh, I, I... I would take a last stand over first class. Yeah? I think. Okay. As as bad as it was towards the end, but um, I think just the story of last stand kind of made more sense to me than... I certainly cared more about what happened in last stand yes. than I cared in first class. first class. Yes. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah. And the whole Moira McTaggart angle I just didn't like. Mm. Because they changed her so drastically from the actual comic book character that I was like, huh? Because mm. the guy that like Henry worked for, like if that was Moira McTaggart, then that would have made more sense to me. 
Like, oh, she works with the CIA, but she's a scientist, blah, blah, blah. But they just made her an agent. And it was just like, huh? Well, uh, okay. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I, I, w- I would pick Last Stand over First Class. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. So, X-Men Last Stand goes on. Last Stand. Okay. Next, we have a three versus a fourteen. This is actually a little bit of a tough one. This one needs some chewing. I don't think it does. I mean, really? I, I think I, I I see what you mean. Spider Man Two versus Blade Two. So Spider Man Two is a three. Blade Two is a fourteen. And we've talked about this in one of these. In terms of sequels, these two are possibly some of the best sequels ever made of any kind of. Movie certainly as far as surpassing the original. Yes, uh, because yeah. Spider-Man Two was just it was it was pretty much the perfect story. Just about the casting, Alfred Molina, whom I love, he was amazing as Doc Ock. Yeah, really amazing, and even just the whole character arc at the end, and like it's it was just so great and shows so Shakespearean when he's just sitting there, he's going. I will not die a monster. And he like collapses the little singularity or whatever it was and falls into the East River, which was just like goosebump inducing. I thought it was really good. Yeah. And even, like I said, what was always my biggest complaint, complaint about the Tobey Maguire movies, they never delved into how smart Peter Parker is. And it's in the scene when he takes off his mask. He says, Doctor, you have to help me close this. And he looks at him and he goes, Peter Parker, brilliant but lazy. And he kind of chuckles because, like, yeah. he's not lazy. He's saving the city every bloody day. You know, uh-huh. kind of like when the reveal is made. And you yeah. see, like, all the respect he conveys all of a sudden to Peter Parker kind of, like, right there. Um, yeah, story-wise, it's it was just even the whole um, Mary Jane angle and the Harry angle and the way the Harry angle was like a cliffhanger at the end. Yeah, they go their separate ways at the end. Yeah, the... yeah. Um, really good. And I mean, that being said, Blade 2, and we said Guillermo del Toro, I mean, that's a great one. Mm -hmm. That was just really, really well done. And just like the whole political intrigue of the, and who's this chick that's helping there? It was just, and that was another very, I mean, if Blade 2 was going against Blade, I think I'd probably pick Blade 2. As good as Stephen Dorff was in in Blade and... You know, Blade, the first Blade was really good. I'd have probably gone with Blade 2. It was just, I thought it was story-wise. I think you're right. Better. I think it's better than the original. Blade 2 is very good. It stands up uh, on its own um, as, a, as a good film. I, I just think Spider-Man 2 is a better superhero film. I think you're right. When I, you consider like the mantle it carries being yes. Spider-Man, you yes. know, one of the most popular characters, and they really Ever, did a good yeah. job, and they've, they've fucked it up a lot with Spider-Man, and yeah. it's really... Stands up there, you know, it's probably, yeah, it's probably the best Spider-Man film they've ever made. Yeah. Easily. Um, Easily. I liked Homecoming, but it is I like Homecoming, but honestly, Homecoming, I I would put Spider-Man 2, the first Spider-Man, and then Homecoming. Hmm. I actually think the the first two Tobey Maguire Spider-Man were better than Homecoming. I like Homecoming, and again, I think uh, Tom Holland is just a perfect cast. Because not only is he a young guy, but he's an actual gymnast. Yeah. So, you know, he kind of looks like he can do all the jumps and, and, and the swinging and, and all of that stuff. But 
Yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I, I would take Spider-Man 2 over Blade 2, which is kind of a shame. I'd like to see Blade 2 go further on, but hey, you know, that's how it, the cookie crumbled. So, yeah. All right, so Spider-Man 2 goes on to the next round. All right, then we have a 7 versus a 10, and this is a little bit of a curveball here. We have Hancock versus Batman Returns. Uh, I, I, I don't think I watched all of Hancock. Okay. Uh, I, I certainly watched the beginning. Uh, I think it's just one of those things where I, I was busy and I just didn't finish it, or I started watching it, or whatever. Uh, there was no reason for me not finishing it. I don't uh-huh. think you weren't disappointed by it. Just turned no, it off in disgust. No, I wasn't. I just don't remember seeing the whole film. Okay. Um, Batman Returns, which I think we talked about earlier on in other podcast. Is a is a real secret favorite of mine. I like Batman Returns a lot, and it's one of those weird films that it usually divides people. I've heard a lot of people agree with me and say that they really love Batman Returns, um, and then I've also heard plenty of people hate Batman Returns and see it as like the pinnacle of everything that went wrong with Batman for a very long time. Because I... there are a lot of issues in Batman Returns, yes. and I agree. Like you know, the idea of like. A penguin with a rocket launcher, like <laughs> yeah, you know. cheesy stuff. Yeah, <laughs> but you know what? That's part and parcel of the ridiculousness of the penguin, right? That, yeah, right. And Batman's weirdly callous a couple of times. I think he like he like. There's a couple of points where he has like a gun or something, or like he, he like outright kills a couple of people, and it's like whoa. Um. Yeah, they. That's where the multi-villain format started falling apart. And it's... Because on paper, you would think, this is going to be brilliant. Danny DeVito as the Penguin. And if nothing else, just stature-wise, that's a perfect cast, you know. Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer as Catwoman. And she was great as the Catwoman. Oh, yeah. She I was the best her Catwoman. The Catwoman. But oh, let's not even talk about the Halle Berry one, because yeah. that, that was garbage. She was she was really really good, yeah. totally uh, loved her as Catwoman, and even though I thought it was odd and there was no reason for him to be in there, but it was Walken. How could you not want Walken in your movie? He, uh, he created Catwoman. He did. I mean, it's like this whole character they made up just because like they need a reason for her to become Catwoman. They're like, <laughs> right? Oh, she got fired from a job <laughs> <laughs> from like a weird pervy boss. <laughs> Right. <laughs> it's like, how did she become Catwoman again? Oh, she was pushed out of a window that I think had a cat on the window. Mm-hmm. I think falls you're right. 30 stories, and breaks every bone of body, yeah. and the cats lick her, and that makes her into completely, Catwoman. Completely, completely unnecessary. Because it's not like, as Catwoman, she had like superpowers or anything. No, she was the opposite. Yeah. She was like... Fumbling and nerdy and had no confidence and nothing. Well, I mean, the whole point of like Catwoman was she is the perfect foil to Batman because she's this ridiculously athletic, physical cat burglar that like he can't catch just about because she's so slick. And he always he always kind of just lets her get away every time. Yeah, 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 exactly. So yeah, there was no need for that. Like Walken was as ow is that supposed to hypnotize me? No, but it's going to give you a splitting headache with Danny DeVito like spinning the umbrella. <laughs> 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 Take a pin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, Oswald <laughs> Cobblepot. He, ah. he was so chattering <laughs> Burgess Meredith in that role, <laughs> which was just bad. It was like, no, Burgess yeah. Meredith was better because he had the monocle and the long, like, cigar, like, hold, cigarette yeah. holder. So, yeah, there was a lot of stuff that was bad. In terms of, in terms of sequels... It was okay. It was totally. <laughs> you look back on it and like you just a scene of Christopher Walken walking around a room with a flapping fish, yeah. like trying to bait, <laughs> and then like looking disgusted, baiting, baiting Danny DeVito, and Morgan's just like over here, over here. So I mean, I think. It's almost like the 1966. There's so much of it. Yes. You can see Tim Burton has gone, I want to take the script for a 1966 Batman. Yes. And make it my own film. Yes. What, and, and it was yes. like one. It was like the, the film with Catwoman and Penguin from yes. 1966. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like that. He totally went a little bit down the camp. He kept it like goth camp, almost like. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? He did that with it. That being said, I thought the story of Hancock was just a brilliant story. I think that, to have when I come like, to think of it, to sort of go back to it, I think the whole reason Shrek exists, Max Shrek, I think the reason, just think of it, that he even made that character, is because when you think about it, like he was obviously thinking, like, oh, I want to have the multi-villain arc, I want mm-hmm. big villains, I want Penguin, super villain, Catwoman, great villain, who's a bigger villain, what's a better villain I can have? Coming out of the 80s, post um, Greed is Good, right. yuppies, it's like, the biggest baddie out there is like the CEO of the corporation. It's well, like, they had. Well, yes, they made his own baddie. Like, oh, he's. Well, there's that in in. It's like I, a Gordon I don't know, Gecko. I don't know how much in in the card in the comic books, but like when they did the Batman the animated series, they had the guy who was like a rival to Wayne. He was never quite as big, but he was big, and he always did things that were dirty. And I wonder. I have to wonder if Max Shrek was set up to be that guy. That causes other villains to become villains, because in the and I forget the character's name in in the cartoon, he was the one that was the cause of for Clayface to become Clayface. Uh-huh. You know, like his chemical or whatever it was caused the guy, the actor, to become Clayface. Yeah. Um, so I'm wondering if maybe that was the angle. We're gonna have this industrialist who has just as much money as Wayne. But he uses his money for evil as opposed to for good, like Wayne does, kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah. So I'm wondering if that was like the long term idea behind Shrek. I love Shrek. I, I the more I think about it, it's so great. It's so ridiculous. Like you know, his secretary over here is having like a conversation about business, and his reaction is to push out a fucking window. Right. I love it. <laughs> Just uh, what you don't like my accounting <laughs> practices. Boop! Right out the window. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. But that being said, I thought Hancock, there are weak points to me for Hancock. The way they kind of resolved it and just kind of let it hang as to who and why or what was lazy writing. So they have this guy who's super powered and he's obviously just like in the doldrums and an alcoholic and all this. And I was just like, yes. I can't. I I really love that idea of this, just like almost like antihero. I got like the power of a god, but my life is shit, yeah. and I'm just gonna sleep on a fucking park bench and yank women's skirts and drink myself silly and have kids, you know, tell me to get off my lazy ass and go rescue somebody and that and just like just this, which in a way like 
Jessica Jones is uh-huh. this character. Yeah. And I thought that was great. And I thought the story was really great until it got to the part with Charlize Theron. And she's just like, oh, I don't know. We were angels or something. And, and it just became lazy writing. It was just like, don't even make up a reason why. Just uh-huh. say like, we were who we were. Yeah. And leave it. Don't, you know, it's like, I don't know, like angels maybe. It was like, but no, don't do it. But I, I mean, I just like the whole, and, and like, I even like the reactions. Like we said with Superman, he's petty now because like the guy that kicked his ass, he came back and slapped the guy up. It's like, yeah, this person's human. That's what he is. He's got these powers, but he's human because he's petty and he like uses his bully pulpit to like slap people around and. You know, and I loved I loved uh, uh, Jason Bateman as the PR guy. It's like, no, don't worry about it, man. We're gonna, you know, we're gonna get you straight. We're gonna, you know, have you work for the good guys. There's no reason you should just be a freaking homeless drunk that just destroys shit. You know, kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So I enjoyed that story. Uh, towards the end, it, it fell apart on me a little bit, but I did enjoy it for what it was. That being said. I, I mean, I think it would be better than Batman Returns. Or would you vote Batman Returns? I, well, I would vote Batman Returns all day long, just because I... And, it, and that's a personal connection. That's not like... I don't, I'm, you know, I'm objectively thinking about it like it being better. And also, I've not seen all of Hancock. Okay. However, I... Um, Batman Returns, I, uh, I, I, this, this, I just have so much history with. Like I said, I used to listen to it in an audio cassette. Going oh, that's right, that's I, right. <laughs> uh, which is very strange, you know. Um, and Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman was 100% like an awakening for me. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> like, yeah, she was oh. the first. I remembered that she was the first... So time funny. I saw saw a film and I was like, "What is this feeling?" <laughs> <laughs> I feel tingly. I think I like cats. Mom, I want a cat. <laughs> <laughs> no, this cat's not the same. <laughs> this cat is too fuzzy, Mom. <laughs> I want it to be slicker and shinier. <laughs> I want to have yeah. a leather outfit, Mummy. Mummy, can we get a leather outfit for? Binky. <laughs> <laughs> I can totally picture this. A suburban house in Essex. Mummy, can <laughs> we get a leather outfit for Binky, please? <laughs> what? What you want that for? <laughs> um, it's shinier yeah. that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Nice. Oh, All yeah. right. You know what? I'll give you Batman Returns on that one. I'll give you Batman Returns. It's an upset, but okay. I'll give it to you. Okay. I'll go with it. It won't one. go far, but no, no, probably good. not. But I, I will, I will give that one because yeah. it was like uh, uh, um, Burton's last hurrah, kind of. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It was. I, I prefer it to the original. I prefer it to the original. Mm. Was it? I prefer it to the original. I know most people don't, but I didn't really like the original very much. I don't. I'm sure we've talked about it. We must have gone over it. It probably lost to something. What the original? No, did it? Um... Uh, no, no, no. Ba- uh, Batman made it. No, no, Batman made it easily because. Oh, it was... did Fantastic Four. Ah, yeah. oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's okay. going to go up against Guardians of the Galaxy 2, which is going to be an interesting pick in the second round. But... Interesting. Yes. Um, okay, well, yeah, no, I, did, I, 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 well, I preferred that one. But okay. still, yeah. So, all right, so our last pick in the Wakanda bracket is a number two versus a 15. 
I'm still surprised that Iron Man 3 made that much money that it was a number two seed. Again, when you look at the chronology of when it came out, like, not really. I mean, it was the first Iron Man post-Avengers. That's true. So. Yes. Yes, you're absolutely right. That's you're right. why. Yes. So we have a number two, which is Iron Man 3 versus Hellboy. Another one a little bit not in the DC or the Marvel pantheon, yeah. which is a number 15. And this is Hellboy is Guillermo del Toro again. And I just love that movie. Yeah, it's really good. And the books are fantastic. And I, you could 100% get somebody who's not a comic book fan to watch it and enjoy it. And they probably wouldn't even realize it was a comic book film. No, right. No, exactly. Just like a great little fantasy. And just all the little creatures that he... It, I, yeah. I, you know, the age, sapien, all of it. I, I, to me, I would definitely take Hellboy over Iron Man 3. Yeah, me too. And I didn't dislike Iron Man 3. No, 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 no. I thought it was a good story. And we talked about this. I love Ben Kingsley in Iron Man 3. Yes. That was such a nice little twist they did. Yeah, that was one of the best. Because that was, like, that was like the big controversy before everybody went apeshit over the whole Doctor Strange and, and you know cultural appropriation and miscasting and blah, blah, yeah. blah. Because it was like, wait a minute. And, you know, from, from a white guy's perspective, it was tricky. How are they going to play this? You know, the Mandarin was obviously very kind of, the character was like racist and overtoned. He was a total badass in the comic books, and he was Iron Man's main enemy, basically. Yeah. You know, but so how do you, so now you're going to, like, and, you know, they used to draw him with, like, this Fu Manchu mustache, and, and just, like, just, like, complete stereotype. Oh, he was, yeah. like, terrible. So it's like, all right, how are they going to do this? Okay, they're making it Ben Kingsley, and they're making him, like, a Middle Eastern terrorist, because they're showing all this, like, like uh, Arabic script. It's like, ooh, okay. I sort of see where they're going with this. It is sort of okay. And then they do that twist. And he's like, no, no, Trevor, Trevor Slattery. <laughs> had me in hysterics. <laughs> and like you said, I can't think of anyone that could have... Actually, I can. The only other person that I think, and that's probably because I've just seen him do this stuff, that I think that could have pulled that role off as equally imposing in a Shakespearean style. And at the same time, Goofy would have been Patrick Stewart. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say Anthony Hopkins. Oh, uh, you know, yes. He was slightly did that in the last Thor. Yes, yes. When, when he was Loki in disguise. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. But I can, I can see Anthony Hopkins doing it. I can see Patrick Stewart yeah. totally getting. But you know, I can see Ian McKellen doing it too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So well, these old British actors, they've you know they've got a lot of fun. Yes. You know, so the, they got nothing to prove anymore. No. Right. A lot of them could do that, but. He, ben Kingsley did a very good job, but especially because he's very well known, as opposed to some of those guys, he's very well known in the industry as being, taking himself very seriously. Yeah. Like there was a lot of urban myth surrounding Ben Kingsley that I don't think is, they he say can only is, be referred to as Sir Ben, ben yeah. which I don't, is, I think it probably was true. Uh-huh. And now it's been made that it's not true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they, I think they realized very quickly that it was, Potentially damning, yeah, yeah, and I think yeah, yeah. he now sees the joke in it. I, I think he probably went a period of time where he maybe he was trying to do that, and then now saw he saw it from the other side, and now he doesn't. Yeah, However, yeah. like right, the damage right. has been done, people know the Saben, right, 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 um, yeah. So, because already you know, you look at that Saben Kingsley, he's had an interesting career in that he went through a period of time and he's very revered, and then he kind of went back and forth because Gandhi. You know, when again it came out, everyone was like, 
oh, this is amazing. He did yeah. such a job. He got the Oscar. And like time has not that been... That movie won so many Oscars. Yeah. And time has not like been kind to like it. That? When you look at it in the modern day and you yeah. think about cultural appropriation, you're yeah. like, oh, no. Like... But, I mean, he... Well that, well, that was the whole thing. He is half Indian. Ben Kingsley. No? He, um, he, yes. I, he, I think he is. Yeah. But I think... I also think, which I think his father or mother, whoever is Indian, Indian is also not half Indian themselves, I think. But uh, the the problem is with the the British and the Indian is there's an awkward, yes. there's an element of like, yes, are you only Indian because your 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 ancestry was like, you know, very dodgy as right, far as right, like you're right. not Indian as in like. Your dad is like from Delhi. You know, dad's from Delhi on right. the streets and things. Like, no, you're kind of Indian because you were part of the British Raj. Right, right. Like, right. Yeah, like, I see, I see. And yeah. I think that was another of the issues. Is <laughs> you like, mean he's a collaborator? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I think Gad himself would have probably had some problems. The with French it. would have shot him, <laughs> which is yeah. what you're saying. <laughs> and nice. they definitely browned him up for it as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but he, he did a great job of it. He did a great job of it. But I mean, that, that just, I think that was what, that, that's very funny casting. I think someone probably sat there and went, who's the one guy we can get to potentially get, you know, joked up like, oh, we're, you know, we're Asianing him up. It's like, oh, we'll do the guy already won an Oscar for browning up. So it's like, <laughs> well, you already got, you already took one. So, well, like you said, I enjoyed Iron Man 3 as a story. I thought it was a fun movie. Yeah, I, I, but I, I, I enjoyed I, Iron Man 2 as well. Yes, and I thought Mickey yes. Rourke did well as the villain. In he that. did, he did. And um, Guy Pearce, I'm a big fan of. I love Guy Pearce. He was in Iron Man Three. I thought his character made sense. Yeah, I love Guy Pearce too. Exactly, I loved him in um, was... the Mount of uh, uh, the Count of Monte Cristo. Yeah, he's great in everything. I yes. like him in everything. Yes, I like Guy Pearce a lot. His character made perfect sense. His villain made perfect sense in the realm of Iron Man because he's almost like in any other a superhero story or arc he would never have become the villain. Yes. Because anyone else would have basically not been a dick. Right. The only reason he was even a bad guy in it is because Tony, Tony Stark, Stark is was a dick. A dick. Yeah, 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 And he was a nice guy that had some great ideas yeah. that was just trying to like get, get somewhere yeah, yeah, yeah. and Tony Stark was a prick to him. Yes, exactly. And so he basically was so like, he, oh, right, fuck he, He's the perfect, but that's the whole thing. I mean, Iron Man 2, Iron Man 3, they're great Iron Man stories. And yes. that's what they are. They're Iron Man stories. Yeah, they're a little like... I didn't like the multi-suit thing. I didn't like that. That was a bit weird. The multi-suit thing, I know what they were going with. Yeah. With the multi-suit thing. The whole thing was he was basically so ptsd over the aliens coming that he was just building suit after suit after suit after suit after yeah. suit. Because, you know, when you're that smart, your whole point is like, okay, I was caught unawares. I'm not going to get caught unawares again. And it's the lead I'm up to Ultron. Is, yes. they're like, he's obsessed with making... Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Which, which made perfect sense for that. And it made perfect sense for what happened. So I thought that was actually a nice tie. And everyone was like, oh, that was weird. No, 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 no. This is exactly what... He got caught unawares in, in the first Avengers. He's a little bit panicky over it. He's going to totally uh, 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 be prepared no matter what. Because even like all the various iron suits... So there was the big guy that supported the crane that came out of nowhere. That was the prelude to the Hulkbuster. Yeah. Uh, there was the guy that had the freaking the demolition arms that came and like knocked the bridge out of the way. You know, there were all these different iterations of the suits because yeah. he was like, 
he was basically planning for every eventuality. Well, what happens if, you know, we have to have somebody, like, turn into a boat? <laughs> what happens if someone has to become an ice cream dispenser? You know, all that kind of shit. <laughs> so, yeah. so he was doing all that. So I understood where that came. But like I said, two and three were really good Iron Man stories. I mean, yeah. overall, as movies, they weren't, like, perfect. But they were. if it's on, I'm watching it. Yeah, no, I did a good, good job. And I like I liked that little story with the little boy. I thought it was kind of cute. Was I thought it was very cute. Yes, absolutely. And I like I liked the whole like villain angle they went with it. That was really cool. And of course, uh, um, Don Cheadle, which I'll watch him in anything. Yeah. Because I think he's just brilliant. Yeah, he is good. I, I think he's oh, Except brilliant. Ocean's Eleven films. He's terrible in those films. Sorry. <laughs> I just remember. I liked after him in I agreed. Those. Yes, he's great. Oh my God, he was awful in those films. I like those films. With his terrible accent. What? Oh, <laughs> that's what awful. Says. Oh, come off it. Oh God, that's <laughs> terrible. He's so bad in those films. That's what I've heard from every Brit I talked to. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, oh, he was terrible in that. Yeah, but yeah. I, I, but I, actually, I love the little storyline they had with this where they never understood what he was saying. Oh. But everyone understood the little Chinese guy who was just speaking Chinese. Yeah, yeah. And he was like on the couch, like, kind of looking around like, why do they understand him, but they can't understand me? That was a fun little angle. But anyway, that being said, with the Iron Man and everything, I thought Hellboy... Yeah, that, it's a The better. Mike Mignola stories, they're just so good. And one of the reasons why they're so good is because he, like, has done his research and has gone into all sorts of superstitions for like especially in like in the comic books every corner of the world he finds like every superstition every supernatural creature he could think of every demon every you know i'm sure there's a lot that he makes up but there's so much of it is tied in in the yeah. quote-unquote real and i just thought it was just a great great story um yeah it was so i mean my pick is for hellboy to upset iron man 3 here yep no me too yeah I agree. all right all right, Hellboy it is. All right, so the first round, my friend, is done. Yep. So we have going in the next round uh, in the Wakanda bracket is Black Panther, Thor, the Man of Steel, Guardians of the Galaxy, X-Men Last Stand, Spider-Man 2, Batman Returns, and Hellboy. All right, so now let's, before we, we do our conclusions here, let's do our review of our foods and uh, drinks, shall we? We both had, we, uh, you got us beef chicken platters from Juicy Platters. Yes. Um, which is, like we said, a, a, a Mediterranean slash Middle Eastern uh, place. Falafel, beef chicken, uh, basmati rice, really nice, spicy, yogurt sauces, really good. Uh, we both had the same platter. Um what did you think of the beef chicken platter? Uh, I'm a big fan. I like yep. it a lot. Yep. I uh, I recently got a free one uh, about like three days ago because I, I went so many times. Oh, you get the card. Yeah. Oh, look at you go, sneaky guy. Nice. They're, they're one step ahead of the bracket now. Like They did have the card, like we whole punch it. Uh -huh. Now they have, they remember my credit card. And they just do it like that. And they just build up points on an, an imaginary account. Yes. And every time I use that credit card, yes. it gives me more points. Yes. It's my own card yes. that they're just keeping track of. Um, Jersey Mike Subs does the same thing. Uh, yeah. yeah. And that's what they're doing now. I think, I, actually, Jersey Mike Subs doesn't do it through the credit card. They just ask you for the phone number. Uh, so what's your phone number? Boom. Yeah. Oh, here you go. Free sandwich. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, you're great. Very good. Uh, yep, yeah, uh, big fan. Was um, I give it a 4.5. Uh, 
three out of five. Okay. Yes. I yeah, I have to agree with you. It was delicious. It was. I even put some of the spicy sauce. And it's funny because they <laughs> they list their spicy sauce as spicy AF, so spicy as fuck. Pretty much <laughs> because I put like literally like a little dollop on my food, and I had like a little a little smudge on my thumb, and I licked it off my thumb, and I was sitting there coughing and chortling <laughs> for like, like three minutes because I'm like, whoo, this is. This is really hot. So, yeah. but the food was delicious. The rice was great. Um, yeah, it, it came with a, a, a the beef and, and chicken mix. It had a pile of little like caramelized onions that they fried. A big pile of basmati rice. A little bit of lettuce, and they gave you like a half a pita with it. And then this lovely white they call the white sauce, but it's like a yogurt based sauce. It was delicious. I I I'd give this a four point four. I mean, if I was around there, I'd probably have that brunch every other day. Yeah. It was really good. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. Yeah, very tasty. Okay. And so what about our Hennepin Saison Ale, the farmhouse ale from Amagong? Amagong. Amagong. Um, uh, I liked it. It was good. Fine. Uh, didn't blow me away like the... The, the, Abbey, the Double? Abbey Double? Yeah, no. Um, I would give it a a 3.8. Okay. That's, that's, that's fair. Um, yeah, like you said, I, I was... It's funny. It's it's almost unfair to the other beers when you like have this beer that's so damn good, and then you try the other beers and you're like, oh. And like we said, whenever we get a really tasty beer, the scale slides again. And uh-huh. it's like now, like, well, that one was a four point three. Sorry, you have to be a three point five just yeah. because this one's yeah. a four point three. You know, this one was a nice beer. Um, it doesn't drink like it's a seven point seven ABV. No, that's true. It's not very heavy. Um, it's kind of, it's, it's a little bit cloudy, but it's, it's a standard ale. It's not too bitter. It's not too sweet. It's, it's very there. Hmm. So I, yeah, I'm with you. I, I'd give this a three point, I'd give this a 3.7, which isn't, and I don't want people to think like, oh, that's bad. A three is an average beer. Yeah. Literally. So it's just like a three. We've had like, like one or two that's a three. Yeah. Which basically means, oh, okay, it's a beer. Yeah. And that's what that means. It's yeah. a beer. I'll drink it. I'm yeah. not going to complain about it. I'm not going to praise it, but I'm not going to complain about it because it's a beer and it's cold and it's nice and it's okay. Yeah. Which is, yeah, it's, it's basically a C. Yeah. You know, which is, again, not a bad thing. But you start getting into these like, I mean, we still, we have one or two that's like a 4.6 or 4.7. Yeah. Like the Puerto Rico from elementary is one of them. Mm-hmm. I think it might have been the Abbey. Did we give the Abbey Ale that highest score? Let, let, uh, me, check, let me check my uh, uh, records here. Let me give the... You gave it a 4.6. I gave it a 4.5. Yeah. So, I mean... Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's it's not a bad grade at all. A 3.8, a 3.7. Yeah. It's, I'll fall back on what I always fall back. If I'm at a barbecue or at a party and this is the only beer they have, I'm more than happy. Oh yeah, me too. I mean, yeah, if it's just in this, you know, Yingling cause light bud and whatever, I'd have this the whole time. Yes, yeah, yeah. And, and full disclosure, Yingling, Bud, Coors Light, Coors, Miller Light, those are basically in the one point <laughs> range. One point two, one point yeah. three, they're just you know, corona. I, yeah, I almost actually dislike Yingling more than 
a Bud Light or a Coors Light or a Miller Light, just because mm. at least it's protect. It's trying. It's got some element of pretense to it that I really dislike because it tastes <laughs> like bin juice. It tastes like the bottom of fucking trash can. <laughs> because they're trying, they put some extra taste in it. They're like, "This is the world's oldest brewery. This is the oldest beer." I'm like, "Yeah, it tastes like the fucking world's oldest beer." Whereas at least Bud Light, Coors Light, whatever, it's, it just tastes like nothing. I'm uh, like, well. Yingling is only the <laughs> oldest brewery in the United States. Yeah. Let's make that clear. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, 3.8, 3.7, those are solid grades for a beer. Yeah. I mean, if somebody asked me, would you recommend that beer? Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I, I, I yeah, have a beer. Mm-hmm. It's not one of those beers like, ooh, I'll, I only have this. You know, that's your Yingling and your. It's like, oh, someone brought Michelob Ultra. I only have that. Do you want that? <laughs> I mean, that's how you offer those beers. This would be like, oh, yeah, here, try this. This is good. Yeah. So, all right. Well, there you go, folks. That's uh, our grades for our food and drink. And our first round of the What's Going On Here uh, 2018 Best Tournament Superhero Movies is complete. So let's, uh, let's go break down the complete first round, and we'll tell you who's facing whom in the next round. So... We have the number one Avengers versus the number eight X-Men 2. We have the number 12 Superman from 1978 versus the number four Spider-Man 3 in the next round. Um, The Captain America the Winter Soldier, which is a number six, versus Spider-Man, which is a number three. Doctor Strange, a number seven, versus Blade, a number 15. That's the Manhattan Bracket. In the Gotham bracket, we have the Dark Knight, which is a number one seed, versus a number eight, Batman Begins. Um, A number five, Iron Man, versus a number four, Spider-Man Homecoming. Batman, the 1989 Batman, number six, versus Guardians of the Galaxy 2, which is a number three seed. And then we have Captain America, the first Avenger, a number 10 seed, versus Wonder Woman, a number two seed. And then in the Wakanda bracket, we have Black Panther, which we just did today. We have Black Panther versus Thor. That's a one against a nine. Man of Steel versus Guardians of the Galaxy, which is a five against a four. X-Men Last Stand versus Spider-Man 2. That's a six against a three. Batman Returns versus Hellboy. That's a seven against a 15. And then with Metropolis, we have Avengers Age of Ultron, which is a one versus Ant-Man, which is a nine. The Amazing Spider-Man, a 5, versus Watchmen, which is a 13. X-Men Days of Future Past, a 6, versus Deadpool, a 3. And Logan, which is a 7, versus Captain America Civil War, which is a 2. That's going to be the second round. There's a lot of tough choices in that. Yep. So, we'll see how that breaks down further. Mm-hmm. Alrighty, folks. Well, thanks for listening, and tune in next time. Oh! Should we do like, we've had like no audience participation. Like mm-hmm. nobody's filling in mm-hmm. uh, 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 brackets or anything. Nobody mm-hmm. gives a shit. No about one cares. This. No one cares. Yeah. Do you think maybe we should offer like send somebody a 12 pack or something? Uh, or a certificate or something so that yeah. we don't have to deliver, you know, yeah, yeah, goods yeah. to an underage person. That's fair. Yeah? Yeah. All right. You know what, folks? There we go. Send us your bracket and... If your bracket is very different from ours, or if you think a different movie than our movie is a number one, and you give us a good enough reason where we're kind of like, okay, I see your argument, I disagree with you, I see your argument why it goes first, and we're impressed by it, you will get a certificate 
for a 12th pack of beer from somebody. No, no, we'll have to see who like gives yes. out 12 pack certificates. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, that sounds good. Sounds good? Nice incentive. A little, a little incentive for people to get involved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Sounds good. All right, folks. So, if you, if you want, you got to be in it to win it. So, if you want to play along, let us send us your stuff and the winner gets the 12 pack. Yeah, why not? Why not? Yeah. All right, folks. Have a good one. Okay. Bye.